Good morning, beloved brothers and sisters. I pray that you rested well and woke up with a sense of urgency to get to know your Father in Heaven and get to know the Lord Jesus Christ because this world is being flipped upside down and I just woke up disgusted and tired. (laughs) I want to share something with you guys and I might go back and forth with it. Um, I watched something yesterday on one of the channels that I watched for getting. Um, There's a channel I watch to get world news, you know, and comparative Bible prophecy. It's the Watchman channel. And um, I'm just going to let you guys go ahead and, and hear what's being pushed, right? If you're being distracted by Donald Trump's uh, raid on his house or freaking Johnny Depp, you know, if you're being distracted by everything that they want you to be distracted by, you might not be catching this. I warned people when there was a huge push back when Obama was in the White House when there was a huge push for LGBTQ, for their rights and, and, you know, inclusion and all this other stuff. I warned people that it was going to ultimately lead to the inclusion of pedophiles, the inclusion of child molesters, predators. Okay. So I'm just going to go ahead and play, um, what has me so disgusted today. I'm so tired of being in a place where everybody expects us to change the way we speak and think, to adhere to their mental illness. I'm not doing it anymore, and I don't care if I get in trouble for it. I'm not going to call a man a woman just because he went and bought some boobs. And I'm not going to call a woman a man just because she cut hers off. You were born with chromosomes. You were born with parts internally. Just because you change around your parts on the on the outside doesn't mean that you changed your sex. There's no way to do that. There's no way to do that. Sexual orientation is an attraction to something, right? Your sexual orientation, you're either a male or a female, and I'm tired of society pretending that that's not, that's not the truth. Scientifically, that is the truth. God doesn't make mistakes. You know, I'm sorry that nobody around told you the truth of how much he loves you and how adored you are. Anyways, let's go ahead and uh, let's listen to this. And I don't even know if I'm going to chime in, but I just have to put this out there because it's happening and you guys need to peel the scales from your eyes and realize they're going after the kids. This generation is asleep. All you guys care about is drinking and doing drugs and partying and the next big old distraction and the next the next little shot of dopamine to make you happy. That's why you're so addicted to your phones. You don't even care about each other anymore. It's just, oh, what can I post about? Oh, whose attention can I get that doesn't matter in my life? Anyways, this is where we are in society. Let's go. My name is Miranda. I use she, her pronouns, and I'm a licensed professional counselor and sex therapist in Erie, Pennsylvania. And today I want to talk about minor attracted persons. And I want to talk about minor attracted persons because they are probably the most vilified population of folks in our culture. And most folks are making incorrect assumptions about them 
without actually knowing much about them. And those assumptions create harm for an already marginalized population. You may have noticed that I'm using the term minor attracted persons, sometimes abbreviated to MAPS, instead of the more commonly used term pedophile. And I'm doing this because the term pedophile has moved from being a diagnostic label to being a judgmental, hurtful insult that we hurl at people in order to harm them or slander them. I also prefer person-first language that recognizes that any label we might apply to a person is only part of who they are and doesn't represent everything that they are. We are all people first with many different facets or parts of ourselves, and this includes folks who are attracted to minors. So to start with, let's talk about what a minor attracted person is or who they are. This term simply means that the person has an enduring sexual or romantic attraction to minors. They've not chosen this attraction, just as the rest of us have not chosen whatever our attraction is. You don't get to choose to be heterosexual or to be gay or, or whatever you are. And you don't get to choose to be a minor attracted person. Some minor attracted persons are attracted to a specific age range of minors, while some are not. And some minor attracted persons are exclusively attracted to minors and are not attracted to adults at all. Some minor attracted persons are also attracted to adults. When the world crossed the line with gay marriage, those of us who are followers of Jesus Christ knew that sexual immorality would now progress into an anything goes mentality. After the gays got their right to marry, it wouldn't stop there. The pedophiles now want their sin legalized and we are seeing a big push for sexualizing children. God gives a dire warning to anyone who would cause a child to sin as we read in Matthew 18, six and seven. But whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were drowned in the depth of the sea Woe to the world because of offenses, for offenses must come. But woe to that man by whom the offense comes. The World Health Organization wants to change the way people view gender, updating an agency manual with an explanation of gender that goes beyond male and female. The WHO says in light of new scientific evidence, it's promoting what's called the Gender Mainstreaming Manual. It bypasses the traditional binary approach, instead focusing on gender and sexual diversity. Brody, the move is receiving some pushback. It is, Caitlin. John, the United Nations' primary mission is to maintain peace and security. But the agency's health unit has a plan that upsets the traditional understanding of gender, pushing to make gender identity mainstream by, quote, going beyond male and female labels of gender. The WHO has already made explicit that their new manual is going to be uh, promoting a non-binary concept of sex and gender, for example. The WHO's gender mainstreaming manual aims to teach the world about gender roles in relation to health-related behaviors. It's widely used and cited and supports new healthcare policies and laws. And pretty soon, the manual could change the way we talk about sex and gender. So, you know, people can cite the WHO and say, well, we're just doing this, it's, you know, follow the science, follow the, the experts on this. 
Rebecca Ose, director of research at the Center for Family and Human Rights, says the World Health Organization pioneered making transsexuality mainstream in 2018 when it removed from its list of mental health disorders gender dysmorphia. Formerly, the mental illness associated with identifying as transgender. They're really trying to have it both ways. They want to say, first of all, there's absolutely nothing wrong with you. You're perfectly fine. And we have, you know, we have treatments for you. <laughs> we can give you surgeries. We can give you hormones, um, you know, to, to fix what's not wrong with you. Updates to the gender mainstreaming agenda include changing key concepts around gender to include power dynamics, privilege, and inequality normalizing gender identity outside of male and female, and introducing new lessons and team-building exercises to teach healthcare professionals why male and female genders discriminate against transgender people. This is really an effort to try to really intimidate and streamline a particular way of thinking and talking about this issue. Nicole Hunt, Life Issues Analyst for Focus on the Family. Even culturally, we're seeing this pressure. For instance, just last week, the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, online dictionary, announced that it was changing its definition of female to include anyone who has, quote, a gender identity that is opposite of male. Wow. They're trying to change a narrative wow. about family, and it's something that Christians <sighs> need to be prepared to defend. Rebecca and Nicole say the gender mainstreaming update is based on political wins noting the World Health Organization's largest donor is the White House, allocating between 200 and $600 million every year. They warn this update to the manual could have legal consequences. Then what we're going to see is we're going to start to see more of an acceptance of things that are anti-biblical, and that is going to influence the laws of this land and the way that our Constitution is interpreted. Being transgender is at odds with science and God's design as we read in Genesis 1, and 27. Then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God he created him. Male and female he created them. Somehow, in some mysterious and wonderful way, the human male and female both body and spirit are the image and likeness of God. Satan hates mankind because we are created in God's image. He is sowing confusion in the minds of our children, and he is busy in these last days devouring those who are not steadfast in the faith, as we read in 1 Peter 5, 8-11. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him, steadfast in the faith knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. But may the God of all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. To him be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. He isn't backing down from its commitment to advancing an LGBT agenda. Its latest film, Thor, Love and Thunder, is said to be filled with LGBT storylines, leading some Christian groups to boycott against the movie. This all leads to the question, how should the church address the issue while offering love, hope and healing? I mean, I was a believer. I knew Jesus and I knew what scripture said, but here I was in these relationships. Jeff Johnson, who once lived as a gay man, recalls what it was like when he told his Christian parents. They were both 
sad and upset that I had been struggling with this all these years. Um, but they loved me. They told me they loved me. And they said, you know, if there's anything we can do to help you in this struggle, let us know what it is. Johnston now serves as culture and policy analyst with focus on the family and is helping parents navigate gender identity discussions with their children. We believe it's important that parents begin teaching their children at a young age about God's design for humanity, for relationships, and for marriage. You're not talking to kids about sex at this point. 21% of Generation Z Americans, those born between 1997 and 2003, identify as LGBT, nearly double the number of millennials who do so. With that in mind, Johnson encourages Christian parents to talk and remain engaged. I've seen this tear families apart. I encourage parents to maintain a relationship with their child, to do what you can to maintain a relationship with them while you're still holding on to biblical truth. Is there such a thing as absolute truth? The unsaved hold the view there is no right or wrong. Therefore, whatever feels or seems right at the time and in that situation is right. Christians hold the view that there are indeed absolute realities and standards that define what is true and what is not. To the unsaved, tolerance has become the one cardinal virtue of the postmodern society, the one absolute, and therefore, intolerance is the only evil. Any dogmatic belief, especially a belief in absolute truth, is viewed as intolerance, the ultimate sin to an unbeliever. If there is absolute truth, then there are absolute standards of right and wrong, and we are accountable to those standards. This accountability is what people are really rejecting when they reject absolute truth. The denial of absolute truth and the cultural relativism that comes with it are the logical result of a society that has embraced the theory of evolution as the explanation for life. If evolution is true, then life has no meaning, we have no purpose, and there cannot be any absolute right or wrong. Man is then free to live as he pleases and is accountable to no one for his actions, yet no matter how much sinful men deny the existence of God and absolute truth, they still will someday stand before God in judgment. The Bible declares this in Romans 1, 19 through 22, because what may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify Him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools. Is there any evidence for the existence of absolute truth? Yes, there is the human conscience, that certain something within us that tells us the world should be a certain way, that some things are right and some things are wrong. Our conscience convinces us there is something wrong with suffering, pain, and evil, and it makes us aware that love, generosity, compassion, and peace are positive things for which we should strive. The Bible describes the role of the human conscience as we read in Romans 2, 14-16. For when Gentiles, who do not have the law, by nature do the things in the law, these, although not having the law, are a law to themselves, who show the work of the law written in their hearts their conscience also bearing witness, and between themselves, their thoughts accusing or else excusing them. In the day when God will judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ, 
according to my gospel. God has revealed his truth to us through his word, the Bible. Knowing absolute truth is only possible through a personal relationship with the one who claims to be the truth, Jesus Christ. Jesus is the only way, the only truth, the only life, Amen. and the only path to Amen. God. Amen. The fact that absolute truth does exist points us to the truth that there is a sovereign God who created the heavens and the earth and who has revealed himself to mankind in order that we might know him personally through his son, Jesus Christ. That is the absolute truth. The signs of Jesus' soon return are so strong now and the evidence is so clear that any person willing to accept the truth can see that the end of the world as we know it is near. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. These are the ABCs of salvation. All right, beloved, I stop it right there because the ABCs of salvation is something that I don't, I try to steer away from that. You know, it's the um, save the sinner's prayer. I don't believe in that. I think it makes people believe that all you have to do is say this little prayer that somebody told you and there you go. To accept Jesus Christ, you have to know him. To know him, you have to read and pray and read and pray. And if you don't do these things, you don't know him. You don't have a personal relationship with him and you're on the wide path that leads to hell. I'm surrounded by people that say they love God, but they do nothing to know him. They do nothing to know him. God has put everything right there in front of us for us to get to know who he is, what he expects from us, what is to come. Everything's right there in, in the word he gave us. And if you don't think that we have a God that's capable of providing word for us from beginning to end, then you don't know who God is. And you don't know who our Lord Jesus Christ is. Beloved, this world is getting more twisted by the day. They changed the definition of a woman, of a female, to appease the feelings of people that want to play like they're females. This is sick. This is sick. And, and because everybody just wants to be included. Everybody just wants to be a part of the big show. Nobody's standing up and saying, this is not right. It's not only not right, it's not even a fact. It's not even real. Why are we speaking as if these things are real? You cannot change your sex. You can't change it. You cannot change your gender. Let me say that because sex is sex. And why do we have to be so concerned with what people like to have sex with? Right? Why are you pushing weirdness and a circus sideshow on me just because somebody wants to play dress up? I'm angry today, beloved. I'm angry today because I'm tired of watching everybody I know and love just sit on the sidelines and eat it all up, thinking, oh, you know, it's been, what, about 2,000 years since Jesus Christ was put on the cross? But let's not forget, he resurrected and ascended into heaven, and he's preparing a place for us. 
the rapture is coming. And very, very soon after that, tribulation will begin. Are you prepared? Do you know the Lord Jesus Christ? Is He your Lord and Savior? Are you living in the world? Are you being hypersexual and drunk? Are all your motives selfish? Are you keeping dirty little secrets in the dark? Because they're going to come to light. You will be judged for everything you do and say, beloved. The Bible says, come out of her, my people. That's talking of the world, the world's ways. It's destructive, right? We are definitely in the times where God said the world would be calling bad things good and celebrating them, right? Everything bad for us is being celebrated. Drugs, right? They want to give you pills for everything. They want to give you surgery for everything because, you know, they have to prove to you that God made a mistake. I wish somebody around you would tell you that God doesn't make mistakes. God doesn't make mistakes. You were influenced by a society that's wicked. You're being influenced by the music you listen to with all those certain beats that get your spirit in a roar, right? Pay attention to the way your spirit shifts and changes when you are around certain people, when you watch certain things, when you listen to certain music. There's a spirit that'll come upon you and it'll either get you hypersexual, it'll get you angry, it'll make you feel real proud, real stuck up. These are real things, beloved. And we're in times where you need to come off the fence. You need to make your choice. Are you going to follow God? Are you going to follow the world? Are you going to make the rapture? Are you going to be left behind? Are you going to the kingdom? Are you going to hell? It's time to make that choice today, beloved. May God bless you with open eyes and ears. Until next time.